1: One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida
0: Health. right, it's Friday, people. We're almost there. Welcome to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And I don't know about you, Steve, but I'm just about ready to build an arc. I mean, if we get any more rain this week, holy moly, man, like it just And last night, I had to get up in the middle of the night, because my Bills flag out on the front of my house. Waving around in the wind and it's gonna snap off. I know. I had to go down and grab it in my jockey shorts, bring it inside, and it's freezing out there. So you now I,
2: you didn't even like put on the obligatory uh, robe bathrobe to go
0: out to the end of your in your flip. I'm really plops. not a bathrobe guy. <laughs> not a big bathrobe guy. The reason why is I'm always hot at night. Oh yeah. Like if I sleep in more than a t shirt I'm sweating right, I, like a right. bucket of I'm water. I'm totally with you.
2: I'll say this though. Here's my thing, and I'm I know this is probably TMI. Let her rip. It's Friday. Once in while. not all the time. Just once in a while. Yeah. I swear to you, I'm in my pajamas at five o'clock. <laughs> So
0: five o'clock. So
2: not all of it. Just call it a night. is five on a, on a day. One of those days, you know, where it's like it's like this, like cruddy out. You're not going to get anything done outside. I'm and it's dark. Right. It's dark. Right. And it's like uh, and it feels like it's already. <laughs> so you got and I'm like, you know, why put off the inevitable? So <laughs> and I'm going to like I'm going to watch a movie or something. I mean, the game like the saves are coming on. Like and we haven't eaten, yeah, we d- eaten dinner yet. I'm like, last call at the Casper house is 4:45. Let's <laughs> put, oh the paja- put the pajamas on, eat some supper, watch the saves, go to bed, boom. My God, it's like little house on the prairie, right? And that, I I, I will admit, do you have, that. Your, do you have a now nightcap?
0: Huh? Do you have a nightcap
2: too? Yeah, like with no. <laughs> Good call though. Uh, no, but I'll say I, my nightcap is actually once in a while. If I'm cold, I I put the toque on. Oh, I'll be in to bed. Uh, no, not to bed. Oh, yeah. watching the Sabres game though. I have a Sabers toque okay, on or okay. a, a Bills, you know, stocking cap on. But not all the time. You know, I'm not all the time. I'm not that. Go- I'm not there yet. I'm not my dad yet. Like my, da- my five dad, five o'clock in the PJs I'm is pretty sure taking a big step towards I'm it. Su- I'm pretty sure my mom and dad wants. Them. They're 92. The two of them. I'm pretty sure there are days when they don't get out of their pajamas. I'm not at that point yet. That's got to be I'm nice, t- though.
0: Every once in a while, like, hey, I got no particular place to be. And right, I'm just, I'm just staying in the PJ. It is.
2: It, I will say this. <laughs> it does feel really good when you can get it done. When it, you know, just say, you know what, I'm pulling the ripcord on this day. I'm gonna just. I am clock. gonna slide over, get the dog up there with me. He <coughs> can. He has his spot where he lays right next to me on the. Let's and let's just, you know, and the only thing that's gonna move is my thumb. That is on the remote that is it i, I not a, it doesn 't happen very often because we we do lead busy lives, and maybe that 's why I kind of you know cherish those evenings a little bit more than i should but man oh man i'm 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 telling you once in a while when I get the minute. God. I'm so done. Especially in the like this time of year when it's dark at the We're light deprived.
0: No sunshine. You know, just get Get me
2: to tomorrow kind of thing, you know? Yeah.
0: I've like the ground is so saturated, my sump pump's going off like every ten minutes. Yeah. I mean it's I mean I'm glad it's working, but right. I'm just like It's bad. Jeepers!
2: We were out. I was out. I did spend some time outside yesterday, kind of evaluating the yard, you know.
0: Evaluating the yard
2: because I'm a guy. I've got a, you know, I got a big yard with some woods, and I, you know, now at this time after everything's been saturated and had sixty thousand pounds of snow on it, and then that melted, it's all squished. You get a really different feel about what your property looks like. In in woods and brushed areas yeah. and stuff like that. Oh and you're like going, ah, oh, I need to cut that up and I need to get that out. I need oh, to I dig see. this you're here. And I'll say this, to too. Do, do you stuff? have water management? I dig ditches all over my yard because i got to drain have, water.
0: We have a sewer easement that goes behind yeah, my yeah. yard between – because our backyard butts up to other people's backyards right. on the other side. And running down the middle of it is a sewer easement that they put in like 20 years ago because – it looked like a raging river in the spring. Right. So the town had to come in and take care of that. So we have, like, sewer grates right. between our backyards. Thank yeah. God, because right. I don't know what it would look like so without I, it. I don't have that,
2: but I do have a pond, which I can drain. You know, everything kind of sooner or later drains into, but sometimes it meanders before it gets down there, you know? So I I don't, don't want it, the water meandering in my backyard. I kind of mm. like, like it to—so I, so I keep track of all that stuff, you know?
0: Trying to channel it.
2: Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so I got some of that to think about. I was it, – it's going to be a
0: – You're not looking forward to the spring now. Yeah,
2: I don't have the energy I did. Ra-
0: well, yeah, you'd rather be in your PJs. I'd rather be and- in my
2: pajamas at 5 o'clock.
0: <laughs> That's outstanding.
2: Unless, you know <laughs> – People – I mean, I'm, I I know – people can relate, man. You get up here, and, and it turns dark at 4 Forty-five. Yeah. The
0: days are getting longer.
2: Yeah, they are getting longer, and I and you can kind of I can kind of feel it's it not now. dark at five
0: anymore. That's right. It's
2: almost dusk. That's now. right. The, and you feel that. That's awesome. That's an awesome feeling, particularly when you wake up one morning and it's really bright out.
0: That wasn't today. And
2: yeah, well, it was not today. It was. I was like really serious. Did you have snow at your place?
0: It was. We had snow flakes, but nothing accumulated. Our the ground looked too like warm. our
2: ground looked like powdered sugar. It was. You could see kind no, of through a bit of powdered sugar. Yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, and, you know, now that's gone, too, because it, it warmed up. It's gone. But, man, I, oh, man. I was just, driving
0: back from the gym at 730. It still wasn't light. It was so dang overcast. Got, I was like, is the sun right even up. coming up today? We like got 15
2: minutes a- of sunshine yesterday, and it felt like, you know, a, a week at the beach. Hurry up. Run out. Get your vitamin D. It, right? It felt like a week at the beach, that 10 minutes we got. It's so bad.
0: It's not good.
2: Uh, it's, I don't know. i am not I'm not a... I'm not one of those political, you know, science, weather change, global warming kind of guys. But the lake ain't frozen yet. I know. I saw somebody put on social. They had a a satellite picture of Lake Erie, and it's like aqua green. Yeah, there's no frozen. Nothing's frozen over. (laughs) Not like nothing. Yeah. Like not even. Which means we're
0: probably gonna get slammed at least one or two more times. Yeah. Nobody even threw a cup of crushed ice on it.
2: There's I mean, no it's ice, like no nothing. Cubes.
0: Yeah. It's it's Lake Erie straight up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I have it neat. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Lake be Erie so, neat. Won't be so neat when we get blasted again in February or March. We may. I, I'm thinking, like, too,
2: this is going to be one of those where winter's like, oh, yeah, is it going to be good? Yeah. It's, it's like mid-March, and all of a sudden we're going to get that last little 35-inch kiss goodbye. Yeah. Get pounded, yeah. Uh,
0: we we do want to move on. We got plenty to discuss regarding Bills Bengals on Sunday divisional playoff of of great magnitude, shall Ooh. we say? I, I would call it the game of the week <laughs> by far. I
2: For mean, there, our listeners, it is the game. Well,
0: of the no, game. but I mean, even league wide, people are talking about this one more than any other. Um, and it's it's chiefly because. You know, even that Niners Cowboys matchup, which obviously has a lot of history dating back to the '90s, it's Brock Purdy. You know that like it doesn't have quite it's, the sizzle, although he has played no well power. to his credit.
2: There's no star power in, in some of the other games. I mean, Daniel Jones is just okay, and Jalen Hurts. I don't think anybody
0: outside of Philly is
2: kind of like on that train yet. You know, yeah. although they've had a phenomenal season. Uh, some of the other games, and and Dak Prescott has some cachet because it's the Cowboys, right?
0: But they haven't won this a playoff game in a while.
2: Joe versus Josh I mean, is all you got to say since last week. Joe versus Josh is people know that was going. They want to well, see yeah. these guys. Plus, with the game three weeks ago that was that didn't happen, uh, a huge amount of
0: interest in this game. Yeah. Speaking of that, this news just crossed an hour ago. Mm-hmm. DeMar Hamlin was named by the NFLPA as the week 18 NFL PA community MVP and they will donate $10,000 to his Chasing M's Foundation. They tweeted that news out and it read as follows: A fighter, devoted family member and friend, DeMar Hamlin's impacted hundreds of kids in his hometown of Pittsburgh through his Chasing M's Foundation. So, nice move by the NFL PA there. Um so that that was nice to see. Bill's on the practice field, indoors again, once again, because of all the dang rain we've had. So they're practicing inside. There is more news out of Bengals' practice than there is Bill's practice, at least for right now. The reason why is because head coach Zach Taylor has officially ruled out left tackle Jonah Williams and right guard Alex Kappa and this is really not surprising neither of these two players practiced at all this week they were both labeled week to week with their respective injuries so neither of those players will suit up on Sunday for Cincinnati which means over the last three weeks the Bengals have lost three starting offensive linemen the first was Lyle Collins who went down with a season-ending knee injury and the Bills we're going to be the first game in which Hakeem Adenogy started at right tackle for Cincinnati, and then, as we know, the game only lasted half a quarter uh, before DeMar Hamlin had his cardiac event and the game was canceled. The following week, they lose Alex Kappa. He didn't even play last week. He's not going to play this week. And then in last Sunday night's game, Jonah Williams goes down with the dislocated kneecap, and he is now not going to play. As for their replacement, Steve it's anticipated that Jackson Carmen, who I believe is a third year player is going to start at left tackle. You've got Max Sharping who has about 30 starts in the league, all of them with Houston, where he spent the last three seasons. He's going to start at right guard in place of Kappa again this week. And identity is now going to be into his fourth start at right tackle. And that's how they're going to go. Sure.
2: Um, it, it, before this happened, it, Sharping's going to go in for cap again. Carmen was actually listed as a backup guard, and Deontay Smith was the swing tackle. But when when push came to shove, it was Carmen who went at right tackle, not not Deontay Smith. Um, and when. They may, And I we talked about this, Brownie, when the injuries happen during game, it's much more difficult to have a plan and to execute it real well when it happens during a game because it's here we go. And all the game plan they've been doing, they kind of wanted to see, keep it going the way they had been, particularly in that Baltimore game when they were moving the ball really well and, and playing well. That all stopped when they had the injury to Jonah Williams and the ripple effect was obvious. They really struggled from that point on against a Baltimore defense. Now, with a week to prepare, they would probably expect a lot more success given the fact that they've had a chance to get their mind around what's going to happen and they got their rotation down and some reps under their belt. All of that stuff. But certainly it's, they're not 100% on the offensive line. they got, you got know, three guys over the last month have dropped out. And they're going to – I think the first place it'll show probably is in their ability to run the football rather than throw it. Uh, they Which has been, been a it, problem yeah. even when they were healthy. So I think they're all over that. They'll know what their limitations are, and they're going to have a plan to take, you know, to to be productive. But, yeah, this is – there's no question. This is a this is rough spot for Cincinnati, a rough spot. Three offensive linemen go down in a month, and now you're –
0: yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think they were 28th in rushing all season, so running the football has been an issue for them. They depend on Joe Burrow's arm even more than the Bills depend on Josh Allen's. Maybe the only exception, the only one that has Burrow beat might be Mahomes and Tom Brady this year because Tampa didn't even try to run the football, and Kansas City has a passing interest in running the ball. So, I mean, he's not alone, but in this matchup, if the bills can somehow find a way to make cincinnati's passing game inconsistent cincinnati could be in trouble here offensively um yeah, if they can't run the football on any down
2: well unless they unless they go 100% they're going to be in a third and long second and long or you know second and medium anyway um any they go throw with an incompletion on first or second down it you know And certainly they better not go two incompletions in a row. So yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on Burrow. Now he's you know, he's Joe cool, he's up to it, but it does make their margin of error small or smaller. So yeah, I'm sure they think and they believe and rightfully so that if they come in here and play well and and everybody on the front line and all that play it the way they have played their best, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna feel like they can come in and beat the Bills. Uh, And certainly the Bills aren't going to say, oh, we got
0: this.
2: (laughs) It's the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Uh, It's the AFC champions from a year ago. So they're going to have it turned up as well. It's going to be, I think this is going to be a fantastic game. I think it's going to be a one possession game. Um, The way the Bills have played, if the Bills don't turn it over and they play their best, I don't know how, it'll be difficult to keep up with them but that goes for the Cincinnati Bengals too if they come out right. with those three guys on the outside and start winging it around like they did in the first 10 minutes of the game last time these two teams met. Yeah, they're hard to keep up with as well. Time to go
0: around the NFL, which is brought to you Hold on, I got it right here. Around the NFL brought to you by Colida Health, the official healthcare system of the Buffalo Bills and I don't know if you saw this, Steve, but the Colts have now interviewed 12 head coaching candidates. The latest is Packers special teams coach Rich Bisaccia, who was the interim Raiders head coach last year at the end of the season and then did not get that head coaching job, moved on to Green Bay. Twelve head coaching candidates. That's what reporters like to call casting a wide net. Twelve! I'm telling you, and I, I'm i telling you right now,
2: Brownie, there's a number of guys out there that will no thank you that job.
0: Oh, you're going to like this then. Speaking of no thank you, Steve, the New York Jets put in a request to interview Brown's offensive line coach, Bill Callahan, for their offensive coordinator job, this according to NFL Network's Mike Garofalo. Callahan signed an extension to stay in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. Rather than the Jets. Rather than have a head coaching chance at the O.C. job job with the Jets. He's going to stay a line coach in Cleveland rather than take the O.C. job in New York. Woody Johnson wanted to get rid of Mike LaFleur. Now he's finding very quickly Finding someone interested in the OC job for the Jets might be harder than initially thought.
2: I don't know what the extension was for Callahan, and it, maybe it's good, maybe it's a good buck. And he's a good
0: line coach. I mean, Very he's good. been a veteran line coach for and a while. And he's time. he's
2: been a coordinator at other places and and he wasn't he Callahan wasn't he, he was a head coach of the Raiders for a minute. Um <clears throat> Is it a little embarrassing for the Jets?
0: I don't know if you can know if say is. anything is embarrassing for the Jets because the bar has gone pretty low over the years. Yeah, I get it. But I, I'm so, still,
2: at this point, it's still it's like, but wow. But egg
0: on your face a little Think bit, Think about maybe. this. They were, even you and me,
2: we were talking them up last offseason. I said I thought they could win seven games. Yeah. And I, they did. They rarely meet expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're ex- the expectations. Are low. They could have played better than that if they would had – Brock Purdy as their if they would have blocked no I yes know,
0: I'm not buying that they well would maybe have me- not they would have messed that up too well, so. I,
2: okay but <laughs> you, you know you know what I'm saying though yeah if they would have had anybody who could take a snap they would have played better than that with that defense I mean we were we were like hey the Jets are you know they're on the uptick now I mean four four quick months later they're the Jets again and nobody even wants the job.
0: It's it's eye opening. It really is. Now, Nathaniel Hackett did interview. Um I'm looking at you like <laughs> I'm just Come on, bro. I'm just <laughs> stating facts.
2: Uh <laughs> and You and listen, as a Bills fan, you hope he takes it.
0: Uh yeah. He's, I I think he, that's safe to say.
2: Um he he does not have a reputation like a Mike, like a Lafleur did when he took the job, or any of these other guys who are now. Well, a lot of them are head coaches, like Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Uh, his brother uh, Matt Lafleur, uh, you know, Sean McVay, of course, Kyle Shanahan. These guys who are kind of this other generation of head coaches. Nate Hackett is not on. To me, is not on that level. Not with those, and I go. I know it went south in Denver, and I know and all that. But there's a lot of coaches out there that who I believe would not have had Russell Wilson looking the way he looked this year. Uh, Alex Van Pelt is a better candidate. the The OC at Cleveland, Mm -hmm. or Cincinnati. I'm sorry. No, he's no, he's Cleveland. Cleveland. So I'm. I'm just saying there's a lot of candidates out there who are better than. The only reason they hired Nathaniel Hackett was because they thought they had a shot at Tom Brady.
0: Aaron Rodgers.
2: Aaron Rodgers. They thought they had a shot at Aaron Rodgers. By and hiring him. By hiring Nathaniel Hackett because Nate worked with him for in a couple years. Day. And, and I'm, sure, I'm sure that Aaron said a few nice things about him in some, some setting or other.
0: Aaron Rodgers ain't following Nate Hackett anywhere. I I would tend to think not, but stranger things have happened. And that guy's preferences change with the wind direction. Um, what would you say, Steve, was the weak link to the Vikings team this year? Well, it was their defense. It was, and it cost defensive coordinator Ed Donatel his job. He was fired after one season and their playoff loss as – they made Daniel Jones look like a world beater last week, throwing for 300 yards. Um, so there's another coordinator position that is open. Right. It's crazy. There are a lot of coordinator positions open right now. It's, it's yeah like more than I am used to seeing by a it's wide become- margin, and it's not because head coaches got canned and you have to fill out a whole staff. There are head coaches around the league that have fired coordinators.
2: Yeah, in a couple of instances, though, you got to think, too. Like in, in Tampa Bay, um, and I can't remember the, the guys. The head Todd coach, Bowles. Todd Bowles was saddled with the old staff. He inherited he the staff. He inherited the
0: staff. So you understand that. I get that. But um, now you got Robert Sala looking for an O.C. Right. You know, you've got Minnesota uh, O'Connell. He's looking for a defensive coach. Uh, I mean, run down the list. So... Yeah, there's several. In addition to the coordinators that are going to be needed for the five new head coaches that have to get hired around the league. Right. So a lot of jobs. Plus
2: you've got a staff that's hanging in limbo in Indianapolis waiting on that to happen. Well, Cause Jeff Saturday may have to If Jeff Saturday gets that job and he's they just interviewed him yesterday. Yep. He'll probably keep some of those guys. He might, but, you know. Um so yeah, it's it has become the new because we've seen them have such an effect, not that they didn't for a long, long time, but now it always, you know, there's a head coach and everybody else. Now as a head coach, and who are his coordinators, who are his staff? People are starting to really take an interest in that, and owners are starting to realize that if they got the right head coach, he may not be able to get his staff right, right away. Sean McDermott, it took him, it was his third year before he said, you know what, I like these guys now, I got this in this right spot, and certainly it was, you know, 2020 when they really exploded uh, three years after he got the job, um, so that's when it really took effect. Same thing with all these guys. If you got the right guy, like in the, Jet, the Jets case, Robert Sala, we've got a lot of love and respect for the guy. He's a leader of guys, and they got that defense rolling. They got, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of doing things in the draft. They had all that stuff going. And if he doesn't have the offensive side of the ball the way he wants it, you still don't, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater let's just fix what's wrong. Yeah. And and I think it's the right thing. You're seeing it around the league a lot. And I think for the first time, because of the quarterbacks involved with all the, like you look at the top of the AFC, because of the quarterbacks involved, you know, San Diego, LA chargers are getting rid of their offensive staff because of these quarterbacks. Coordinators are a premium now because you've got what it takes. You've got all those pieces. Just get somebody in there who knows how to do it. And, those guys are highly sought after now, and I'm shocked. I'm not shocked. I say it all the time, but I I told you so. There are a lot of jobs that are no thank youed in this mm-hmm. league because it is not good.
0: Yeah, and or not as good as where he's at. And it'll be interesting to see how long it takes some of these teams to fill those jobs that are not quote unquote coveted by quali- quality quality candidates. Think about Somebody it. Somebody will take the job, but it might not. Be choice one, two, three, four, five, or right. six, and I, we don't know the. There's a bunch of illustrations we can
2: throw out there of just in the last couple of months. You, th- how many guys' phone rang when Frank Wright got fired in Indianapolis? You think Jeff Saturday was like the first guy he called? Well, with her say, it might have been. <laughs> there's got to be. You don't think, you don't think Peyton Manning got a call? Oh
0: well, sure. I mean. Whatever.
2: Or anybody. Or Bill Polian. Like, Bill, who should I hire? I, Somebody like that, right? Probably. You don't think there's some guys who call, got called first and said, mm-mm-mm? Sure. And I'll say this. If one phone call, hey, we're calling, we're going to try and we are going might interview you for our offensive coordinator position. He goes, yeah, okay. What's, uh, what are going to be the parameters? And he goes, well, we want you to work with Zach Wilson. And we want you to make it work. And he's like, <laughs> I've seen the guy play. No. Yeah. I can't there's nothing can't you can fix it. I can't fix that. Right. You know, or I can I got a chance to, with Deshaun or Watson. Or
0: I don't want to. Yeah.
2: I've got a I got a I got a chance with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. We we struggled at the end of this season. We're gonna get better. I I got a chance
0: here. I'll just wait. I, I think they're gonna be waiting a little while before they get somebody to take that gig. It is Friday, which means the OBL Fan Friday mailbag is open. Any questions you have for us on the NFL or the Bills? Fire them off at us, and we'll be happy to answer those for you. We also have coming up in just about 10 minutes' time the owner and operator of QB Summit, which uh, works with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow in the offseason. Jordan Palmer will be joining us. And then second hour of the show, as always on Friday, we have Greg Cosell with us from NFL Films to dice up the X's and O's on this Bills-Bengals matchup. We're going to take a break here, and we also have sound bits on the way as well, Steve. So that'll be coming your way as well. But Jordan Palmer coming up in short order here on a Friday edition of One Bills Live presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.